0: I'm a covenant man. I'm a covenant man. Living in the riches of my Lord and King, I'm a covenant man. I'm a covenant man Committed to him in everything I do believe he'll come again. Hello everyone, my name is Ryan Weeder. And um originally I was gonna speak to you about a a specific thing, but tonight, as I was as I was I was uh just meditating on the word. God gave me something that I know I'm supposed to be sharing with you tonight, and um, it just started, it blew up on the inside of me, it just started flooding out, and I actually ended up writing this outline in about uh, five minutes, because it was just like a flood. Um, So today, tonight, I'm going to be speaking with you about our covenant with God, Uh, kind of a a fitting title for for a series called uh, Covenant Living. Um and I want to start with you in first Samuel seventeen, thirty three through thirty seven, which says And Saul said to David this is the story of David and Goliath, by the way. Uh, and Saul said to David, Thou art not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him, for thou art but a youth, but and he a man of war from his youth. out of the paw of the lion and out of the paw of the bear, he will deliver me out of the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said unto David, go and the Lord be with thee. Now, (laughs) I remember when I was young, um, I read that and I thought uncircumcised Philistine was just a really nasty insult, you know? I figured that that was one, that was an insult that, uh, was as bad as you could get without actually cussing at someone. (laughs) And in a way, it kind of is. But this, this, this shows that David realized he had a covenant with God. I mean, he already slew a lion and a bear because he had that covenant with God. He knew God was backing him up, and that lion and bear did not have a covenant with God. They couldn't withstand him. He understood that covenant he had with God. And Goliath, he didn't have a covenant with God either. So what? What was the difference? What was the actual difference between Goliath and that lion and that bear? Now, I also remember reading that as a little kid and thinking, you know, David slew a lion and a bear. I guess just about anyone could slay a but lion or bear. No, <laughs> you know, we as people we don't really we don't really deal with fighting lions and bears all that often. So we don't exactly have a good concept about just how big of a deal that is. But I saw a video not too long ago. Of these five uh, strong men, you know, like legitimate, like they competing in competitions of strongest man in the world, like legitimately strong men, just huge, like barrels for bodies, just massive men. There were five of them playing tug of war with a lion. The zoo had run a rope into the lion enclosure, and a lioness had grabbed had grabbed the rope in its mouth, and these five men were tugging as hard as they could turning red in the face red in their arms and the lions just standing there rope in the mouth you couldn't even tell anybody was pulling on the rope the lion was just standing there lions are crazy strong I mean just it is really hard to grasp and imagine how strong a lion really is they're apex predators and bears are even stronger than that there are Eyewitness reports of, gri- of grizzly bears killing moose and buffalo with one swipe of the paw. Just boop, dead. Buffalos and moose, moosin'. <laughs> I mean, they're very strong creatures. And David, a teenage boy, 13, 14 years old, teenage boy, killed a lion and a bear. He wasn't going to do that on his own. He had God backing him up. God had a covenant with David, and David knew the importance of this covenant. And to him, Goliath was nothing more than just another lion or bear who had no covenant with God that he would smite because God was on his side. Now, I want to take this over to the New Testament, kind of show a, a comparison, if you will, between David's covenant and the Old Covenant and our covenant and the New Covenant. And that's going to be in Romans 2, to 29, just those two verses, Romans 2, 28, 29, for he is not a Jew, which is one outwardly, neither is that circumcision, which is outward in the flesh, but he is a Jew, which is one inwardly, and circumcision is that of the heart in the spirit, and not in the letter, whose praise is not of men, but of God. This shows one of the most fundamental differences. One of them between the old covenant and the new covenant. The old covenant with circumcision is based upon what we can do, what we, what the physical attributes, what we can do, what we, um, how we keep ourselves. You know, it's the law. It's based on performance. But here, our covenant is on the inside. It's in our spirit. It's in our heart. And in fact there is a translation that says that the covenant we have is not marked by our outward appearance or by our our um I believe it I believe it says specifically um our our um performances but it's our inward mark it's a mark of our heart and our spirit. It's such a fundamental difference because now our covenant with God is no longer dependent upon us following all the commandments all the law to the T. Our covenant is now completely dependent on us asking for Jesus. That covenant that, that David had that allowed him to stand up to a lion, a bear, and Goliath. That covenant that he had, we have, and a better covenant than we have. Uh, a better covenant do we have than he did. In fact, that's exactly what Hebrews 8 6 says. Hebrews 8 6 expressly says that we have a better covenant. I want to read that word for word for you because it's, it's so powerful. If I can flip there. <laughs> Here we go. Hebrews 8, 6 says, But now hath he obtained a more excellent ministry, um, or covenant, by how much also he is a mediator of a better covenant, which was established upon a better promises says it plain and simple. We have a better covenant than David did. How many, how many Christians out there, if they saw a nine-foot man in full armor and a spear the size of a tree trunk, walking out into that battlefield, how many of us would just say, no, just walk away, act like the rest of the Israelites? But no, we have a better covenant than David did. And David stood up to Goliath. We have a better covenant based on better promises. One of those is eternal life. We have eternal life. And the next point, <laughs> mm, I just, you know, I'm, I'm getting fired up. I'm getting fired up. <clears throat> In Galatians 3, 25 through 26, it it, it it gives the next big, the next big emphasis on why our covenant is better. It's going to be uh Galatians 3, 25, and 26. Oh, one page off. Here we go. It says, But after that faith is come, we are no longer under a schoolmaster. For ye are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. That is something that David never had. Jesus had not come back. David was still spiritually dead. That covenant that he had with God was still while he was spiritually dead. He was still under a schoolmaster. He couldn't call God his, his dad. He couldn't go to God like a father, like a dad. He was still under the schoolmaster, the law. And as great as teachers are, as great as teachers are, good teachers, that is, as great as teachers are teaching your children and guiding them and, and, and helping them along their path, a teacher can never love a child the way a parent loves their child. God loves you. God loves us, God loves me. Make it personal. God loves me. God loves you. And this new covenant we have, the eternal life in heaven is wonderful, but having that personal connection, that personal relationship with God is what makes our covenant truly special. It does. We have all we have all the benefits of the old covenant and we have So much more, better promises in the new covenant. We have a father, a dad in the new covenant and we're spiritually alive. We've been made spiritually alive. We've been, we've been raised from the dead to be in a relationship with God, the God, the almighty God that created the universe, this planet down to a molecular and atomic level. He created everything. And we have this relationship. We have this covenant with him. We have a contract with him. With all of our promises right here in this book. Every promise. Every description of our relationship with God. The God of love. The creator of the universe. Is here. In this Bible. And it's it's something that so many Christians take for granted or, or don't understand we just you know we just just don't understand the significance of that think about it from David's perspective he understand he had a revelation of his covenant with God in the old testament he had a revelation of his covenant with God that he was able to slay a lion slay a bear and then stand up to Goliath when all of Israel's armies cowered before him and he took care of it. Now I want to end on Mark 11, 23 and 24. Now, a lot of um, a lot of people listening to this may know Mark 11, 23 and 24 by heart. Um, it's kind of a popular scripture around these parts. <laughs> um I mean, it's so so famous and so accurate. And, it, and it, describes, it describes the functionality of our covenant versus the covenant that David had with God. And it starts off, it says, For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore I say unto you, What things soever ye desire... When you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. David had to go out there. David had to spin that sling around, let that rock fly. He had to do things. He had to go out there and throw that rock at Goliath. Us in our new covenant, we just have to say things. Simply have to say them. Say them and believe them. But you look at that mountain, bigger than Goliath. (laughs) You say, be uprooted and cast into the sea, and it's done. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to attack that mountain with a pickaxe and shovel trying to get it done yourself. All we have to do is say and believe, and it shall be. And that's such a fundamental difference in how we walk in our lives. If David was able to do those things in the Old Covenant, on a covenant based on actions, on a covenant based on performance, on a a, a covenant based on what you have to do? How much greater should we live our lives on a covenant based on what God has done for us? And all we have to do is speak. That's it. That's all we gotta do. Now, there is an aspect to this that I feel the need to, to state. It is that David couldn't have fought that lion and bear and Goliath, if he was severely obese. now we can't speak to that mountain and expect results if we are spiritually obese. There is a difference. You cannot just sit on your couch and watch the news feeding on negativity and things of the world day in and day out and day in and day out. Letting your spiritual man just waste away. And then when something comes up, expect to speak to that mountain and get it done. David David wasn't a weak man. David wasn't a weakling. He wasn't obese and he wasn't frail. He, he had faith that he was able to protect his sheep and as such, you know, kept his body the way it needed to be to act upon his faith. We need to have faith in God and what he's done for us and keep our spirit man the way it needs to be to act upon our faith you know the word the word does say that, that faith without works is dead in uh James 2:14 you need to act on your faith you need to work your spirit man out get buff in the spirit you need to look like Arnold Schwarzenegger in the spirit you know, you need, you need to work out. You need to work your spirit, man. Read the word. Get in the word. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. All right? That faith, that spirit, man, gets worked out by the word of God. You work your faith. You get strong. You get fit. Then when you speak to that mountain, your spirit, man, handles it. God handles it. It's taken care of. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. It's done. So walk in that new covenant that you have with God. Walk in that contract that you have with God. And walk in victory like God meant you to. Have a blessed day.